0: All the and go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?
1: Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. Today, before we start the show, I would like to bring up some business things that have kind of been on my mind so that you can know where to get more Where Am I to Go. First off, I'd like to talk about the Facebook page at Where Am I to Go podcast. It's on Facebook, and we've been posting some wonderful pictures of some of the places that we've been and some of the adventures that we've had. Not everything that we go and do is made into a podcast, and so we take pictures at different places and post those pictures so that you guys can enjoy some of the different places we've been. Also, I really am interested in listener feedback. I have an email address at podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear some of the listeners' comments and some of their ideas of places that might be interesting to visit and go and do. I'm on kind of a limited travel schedule as far as... Uh, the way that I travel and where I go. But if there is something extremely interesting, I would definitely do my best to build a trip around it. And the last thing, and, and the latest thing, is that I now have a Patreon account, where if you want to hear the podcast early, you can go to Patreon forward slash Lauren Alberts, Sign up for three, five, ten, whatever dollars if you were willing to support what I do and help us with our travel expenses and some of that kind of stuff. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. But what we're going to do is right now I have several podcasts that are banked, I guess you could say. I'm on, I think, number 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And I've got close to 35 that I have waiting to go out. I only put out about every week because I want to be able to keep a nice, steady stream and not have a point in time when we have to shut down like a a lot of other podcasts do for season one, season two. I'd like to keep this thing going year-round. And I've been traveling quite a bit and have been hitting quite a few interesting places. We've been to a tattoo museum. We've been to the beach and have gone to several Uh, tourist attractions there, an underground tour. We did a cannery tour. We've just done all kinds of things, and I would love for you to be able to hear those early. So if you sign up with the Patreon, as soon as my editor Steve gets these things ready to go out, they will be put up on the Patreon page. And again, I would really appreciate your support. Now that I've got those things out of the way, I hope to hear from you, and I hope you keep on listening. And now, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Where Am I To Go podcast. This morning, we are at Sunrise Iron. And Earl has a place that he has all kinds of farm equipment. And I was told by many people that I needed to go talk to Earl to do my next podcast. Uh, I guess he's got quite a bit of restored stuff. We have not looked at anything. Earl is on a tight schedule as he is helping farm And so this is probably going to be kind of a quick podcast, but uh, Earl, let's take a look at what you've got. And and on our way, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and and, uh, why
0: you're here? My name's Earl McLaughlin, and I moved here to Enterprise, Oregon at about 1973 or four after I graduated from college at Gunnison, Colorado. And I'm currently raising about 600 acres of dark northern spring wheat. And at 4,000-foot elevation, winters are long. And so in 1983, I just started collecting uh, iron, uh, agriculture-related iron. And along on this ditch bank here, we've got uh, some of my, what I call, yard art. And there may be something of interest here. Uh, When people come to Sunrise Iron, we usually walk down along here and they point out things. And that's how I learn stuff about this stuff that I didn't grow up with. And the more you know about a piece, the more interesting it gets. Now, is this a compressor like for a milk machine? Yes, it is there, Lauren. Okay. Yeah, I just rather recently acquired that a couple weeks ago.
1: And 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 you've got all
0: kinds of pieces coming down here. Yeah, I do, just just bits and pieces off of steam engines. And you've got a
1: forge blower. You've got some wagon wheels. wheels. You've got an old winch, some plow blades. Yeah. Tractor seats, the old
0: metal tractor seats, yeah. grindstones. Uh, a stump puller, uh, part of a reaper, uh, some slickers or rod, real early rod weeders, uh, post drills. What is this? That's, a, that's a, a pump to pump water. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've got a thing here to make acetylene. I like pieces of cast. It's got uh, writing on them. It's got the 100-year-old farm between on them. I got plows that were made in a blacksmith shop. Saw blade was for the Willamette Valley. No, no, this saw blade, this has
1: got to be six foot. Yeah, six foot in diameter. six foot
0: in diameter. This is a huge saw blade. I got a walk behind road grader that was made in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Still got the tag on it. I got plows that were made in the blacksmithing shops. I got uh, horse drawn road graders that I got out of the Tri-Cities area up the Snake River by the Ice Harbor Dam. I got a cultivator here, an old horse drawn cultivator, I got a reaper here that Cyrus McCormick made history in 1831 to develop the concept of a reaper. I've got a real early little grass seed drill here. I've got one of these plows that are stump or rock plows and the Yamhill County Museum in Yamhill has got one of these and I got one and that's by research that's what they are stump and rock plows. Well, no.
1: That thing's huge. It looks like the old uh, ox-drawn or, yeah. or horse-drawn plow yeah. that the farmer walked behind, but this thing's huge. probably three or four
0: times the size. Yeah. And that would actually pull stumps out of the ground. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, so you got you got something here to root the rocks out. That'll root rocks out, and this will cut the this cut roots off. Okay. So you got a
1: blade down there on yeah, the bottom. You have got your plow blade, and then you've got a, a cross blade that uh, <laughs> that sticks out on a triangle that that's sharpened.
0: That's the biggest moldboard I've ever seen. I think it'd take a 75 or 100 horsepower tractor to pull that, if you could get it in the ground. Yeah. I've got disc plows here. I got a little plow here that come off the reversible disc plow that come off the middle fork of the John Day River. And of course, the cast iron seat was gone, so I had to get one out of my collection and put on it. <laughs> I got a feed grinder. I got a, a early hard rubber tired uh front axle off of a truck i've got a a two-way plow got a little feed grinder i got a thing to take the hair off of pigs
1: okay now just a second let's talk about this thing to take the hair off of pigs yeah so this is this is a big machine this one's probably uh five foot tall five foot wide it's chain driven and it's how does it work these rubber
0: arms come around and slap kind of like
1: a chicken plucker
0: yeah you dump that you damp that pig in a, a vat of hot water and then you lay him right in there. And it, when this thing was operable, these were flexible and it would just uh, gently take the hair off of a pig.
1: Okay, so the pig laid inside yeah. the, the machine there right now. and on the, and the kind of curved curved uh, metal pieces. And then that other piece came on around
0: and just took the hair off. Okay, I, I got a horse-drawn hay tether hair that's really hard to find. I got a nice original wooden box grain drill here that got donated to Sunrise Iron and I haven't had this piece for very long it's a loose hay loader that your tractor would be up here in front and you'd have a wagon and then you'd have this thing here and you would drive over the windrow and then this thing would pick that loose hay up auger it back up onto the back of the wagon and I'm trying to leave the the moss and the lichens on it and won't uh, won't want to touch it you want to just leave it like it was originally so this was
1: like a like a pulled overshot
0: uh, yeah pulled overshot yeah that would stack it would
1: yeah. it would put the tr- the hay it pick it up off the field and move it on up mm-hmm. over and stack it loosely
0: in the back of a truck yeah and then we'll walk up here and we'll look at uh, some of my pieces that I'm uh, planning uh planning on not restoring up here complete pieces but I like to leave the hundred-year-old farm between, and the lichens and the moss on some of this stuff, so it's in its working clothes. So, okay. Yeah. And then you restore pieces also. Yeah. In inside my facility here, we'll uh, we'll look in there here in a little bit, and we'll see uh, some of my restored and unrestored stuff. There's a real fine line there on whether you should touch something or not, and you wouldn't want to devalue it. Yeah. So. Oh, well, it's cool to see it in this in this form also. Yeah. So I've got a little bit of everything out here. I've got grain drills. I've got one-horse horse mowers, which are really hard to find. One-horse horse mower has to have a cutter bar at least four foot or less, more like three and a half or four. If you went to four and over, the side draft is too much. So if you ever find a mower with a short cutter bar, it's highly desirable and that would classify as a one horse okay i got a tire shrinker here to shrink the wheels on wagons and and what they
1: did with with the wheels on wagons
0: is they would they would make their wood wheel and then yeah. they would uh, put the steel on it put the steel on it and then shrink that down yeah when you run this steel over them rough rocky roads the steel would swell and it fell off the, fall off the fellows. so you'd heat your wheel up uh, in a forge and then you'd set it here and it a wheel would set in here just like this and you'd clamp that in and then you'd move this thing here and that moves that turntable and that would shorten the, the circumference of the radius and this was made in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania.
1: Now would they have to re-weld the metal wheel or they just had it They'd hot and then they, they would just mushroom, shrink it down? They
0: would mushroom it out okay. and then grind the mushroom off. And
1: then as it cooled, it shrunk more, which yeah. would pull all those uh, wooden spokes
0: tight. Yeah, the fellows. Uh, here's a here's a stationary baler that was made in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he'd use a steam engine to run it. I've got a little bit of everything out here. I've got disc plows and bottom plows and feed grinders and uh, dough makers, road graders, uh, homemade weed sprayers, stationary balers, uh, water wagons, horsepowers. uh, What's the wooden, uh, round wooden? That's a weed sprayer that come out of Murphy, Idaho to spray weeds in an orchard. And there was a one-cylinder motor and a piston pump on there, but of course that's long gone.
1: But the wood but the wood barrel's still there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I've got a piece here that's kind of interesting and not many people know what it is. It's a dough maker and it come out of a big dough factory in Portland, Oregon. I've had it about 10 years. And it's got a wooden pulley on it, so that means it's run off of a of line shaft off of a boiler.
1: Okay, so so when you say a line shaft, it's a shaft that goes all the way across the mill. That has uh, leather straps that that come down off of that in order to turn it. Yeah. And it's got the great big dull, uh paddle in there. Wow. Yeah. That is
0: really cool. It's got an eagle on the front. It says Champion. Yeah. Joliet. I got another piece over here that's painted here. That little plow there. The definition of a sulky is a one-bottom or two-bottom plow that you can set on that's horse-drawn. Uh, I bought that plow from an ex-partner, J.R. Simplot, and uh, he's an uh, industrialist out of uh, Boise, Idaho. So, and we can just kind of wander around through here. We've got uh, homemade weed sprayers, some more bottom plows, disc plows, uh, water wagons. That's water wagons pretty cool. It's,
1: it's steel, it's riveted. And uh, how many gallons do you think that holds, uh, 400. 200?
0: 400? 400. 400. Yeah, it's a pretty good-sized tank. I've got a 15-ton jack here and I got a 60-ton railroad jack. It's got a 6 old written on it, 60-ton railroad jack. And a couple of fire plugs. I've got something here that I usually point out. It's, uh, by research, this is a horsepower or horse sweep, and you'd put a beam in here 10 or 12 foot long, and you'd put two-headed draft horses on here. So you'd put eight-headed draft horses on here and walk them in a circle. It was, it's made in, in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, and it's the first source of power out on the farm. It was made before internal combustion engines and before steam engines. And this platform here is where the guys stood to control the team. And so it's a horsepower horse sweep to provide power to run a big uh, big sawmill or a big threshing machine.
1: Wow. Yeah. Now this thing is really cool looking. It's on a base that's yeah. probably uh, 5 by 10, 5 by 8, something yeah. like that. And it's got this great big round plate on it that has gear notches in it. And you put these horses, draft horses, which yeah. are big, yeah onto boards that came out it's got these things to hold like four by fours i guess yeah Yeah. and you harness them up to that and just have those horses walk around in a circle all day long yeah
0: wow so anyway so that is really a neat piece we can go in here and we can kind of start in uh looking at some of the stuff that i've got in here oh man so
1: okay so this garage is what 40 by 120 40 by 240. 40 by 240. Yeah. And it is packed. Yeah. So. Absolutely packed. I see.
0: So anyway, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so anyway. Wow. Yeah, so. I guess
1: we're looking at some tractors. We've got, as we first walk in here, we see
0: a majestic wood stove and a couple of sewing machines. Yeah, well, I've tried to widen my horizons. I started in 83 just collecting tractors, and now I've widened my horizons. I'm into artwork. I'm even need to steampunks here looking, yeah i've made about 25 or 30 steampunks here in the last month or so but i put Edison bulbs on there and some of them i plumb them for air so you can blow the steam whistles or run the gauges
1: oh really yeah and then you hook them up to compressed air or yeah. you hook them up to yeah yeah you've got a lamp over here that's a steampunk deal yeah. here too yeah. see
0: this one's already i've already got the edison bulb on it wow well and i'm into making uh, uh wine tasting tables and uh, mantel pieces Chandeliers, uh, all sorts of artwork, uh, and you're and you're making these yourself. Well, I'm commissioning them. I've got oh, a friend okay. that's got an eight hundred thousand dollar laser that cuts this stuff for me.
1: Okay, and he's got a, a picture of a of a wagon a train, train uh, yeah. probably on the Oregon Trail, Trail with a couple yeah. of oxen and yeah. a, a covered yeah. wagon and yeah. a couple people walking, and then this wine tasting table that he's yeah. got has yeah. glass on it. The tabletop is about four foot round, five foot round. And it's got little uh, grape little clumps of grapes. That you clumps can, of grapes. Are those steel
0: or are those? They're, they're sand casted. Sand cast. Okay. And, and I've got them mounted so you can move them. You can move them laterally, or up or down. See they're okay. in all different positions.
1: And so you see, you can see the wine grapes yeah. and cast while you while you're tasting your wine. So and I
0: ought to I probably ought to give credit to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, it's uh, been difficult. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, it looks like uh, yeah. 2016. Yeah.
0: yeah, this past fourth, the fourth uh, anniversary of her passing. Yeah,
1: I yeah. just my, I lost my wife in 2015. Ooh, I see. So well, you I, I kind of can no, relate. Yeah. Everybody takes it differently, and yeah. and all of that, but yeah. uh, I I can I can empathize with you.
0: So anyway, so well, I've got a little bit of everything. Here's a one-row corn planter that come out of a farm off out of out of Kansas there's a there's a really nice Reaper yes uh, operable and Um, all
1: of these things are painted up and restored you've got a
0: coffee grinder is that what this is yeah coffee grinder Um, and what about this
1: tractor we've got an advanced straw burner
0: yeah it took me about 25 years to negotiate for this from the family and the deal was I was supposed to get it presentable and you I bit off a pretty good chunk here
1: I was gonna say presentable this thing is awesome yeah, you've I've, got uh, advanced decals. decals and and, and all painted up all
0: that stuff and this is this is steam uh-huh, operated steam.
1: and yeah. and do you run this one
0: uh no i don't because you need to have your you need to have a boiler certificate before you put four hundred gallon of water in here and build a fire you need to yeah there's a reason for Boilerplate. Right. kind of need to know what you're doing.
1: Is this one going to be certifiable at some point in time? Uh, I've had
0: a guy come by here from Michigan and he did an ultrasound on it. We didn't hydro it up, but we did an ultrasound and he thinks it's reasonable that the boiler's still sound. And the people I bought it from wanted to fire the boiler one more time before I restored it. But I said, you know, I'm deep into this process of doing what I said I was going to do, is get this thing. Re- Presentable and if you do that then I kind of got to start over so I just don't do that right So if the previous owner wanted to build a fire in here that probably tells you he's pretty sure that nobody's going to get killed Right yeah. well either that or yeah blown up. <laughs> yeah, scalded Well and see I've, I've tried to I've tried to get my variety here I've got eight or ten old wooden washing machines and I've got old but- wooden butter churns and I got the lithographs along on the wall I've got all this shelf space so I might as well put something up there um some more butter churns um I got some vacuum cleaners here that most ladies don't know what they are vacuum We cleaners. just
1: went to the Museum of Clean in Pocatello Idaho oh, I see and he's got over 500 <laughs> Of Of these hand pump pre electric vacuum, but he's got he's got some that uh, that you stand on that have bellows underneath them, and you rock back and forth. While the old lady was out doing the vacuuming, he's got another one that's in a chair. I see. So you come home, you sit down and read your newspaper and rock and it worked the bellows and I see. and your wife
0: could be out there vacuuming the floor. <laughs> so he's one up on me, because I haven't got 500, I got three. But
1: three of them still pretty impressive. You just don't see those very often. No,
0: so some old, more old wooden washing machines, butter churns, some plows. Plows, a nice water wagon, a nice original water bag yes oh yes mint that is really cool Uh, and the grease the grease bucket to grease the wheels on these old wagons and what's the is this another steam uh, tractor this is a real early one they hadn't the engineers hadn't figured out how to gear these rear wheels so this and you had to have 18 or 20 headed draft horses to pull it to the next location because it won't move no no gearing here to the rear wheels. It's a real early model. So how did they how did they hooked a tongue up there and pinned fifteen or twenty head of draft horses on it, moved it and then you'd belt it up to a thrashing machine. Oh,
1: okay. So it was just so it was just stationary power. power. That's the and this is for, a
0: case? Yeah. That's the reason for the seat up here you had to set up here and control the team with a tongue.
1: Okay, I need to talk just a little bit about this to describe it to people. We've got a steam engine on big old uh, metal tractor wheels. And there's a seat sitting on the front of this thing so that you could drive horses and pull it with a horse team to the next place. And then they would hook it it up. up to the old... Threshing machine, threshing machine, or, or there, yeah. was there other equipment that it would drive to, well, or just yeah, a threshing it, machine? It
0: it'd run a sawmill. Anything that worked bell power, it'd run.
1: So this is like prior to the PTO, the power right. takeoff. Yeah. yeah. This was this is a big old
0: steam power takeoff for running all kinds of farm machinery. Isn't this a neat piece? Yeah, and i see I can I can scan my letters and have them cut in new vinyl so they're exact. Right. Uh, this is a 1908 steam okay. Yeah, and it's got the nice case eagle up there on the smoke back door. And what is this, a corn? Uh, yeah, that's a corn sheller. Corn sheller. And it got donated to Sunrise Iron, and I did a full restoration of it. And those you would put the whole corn cob in, in once there. it was dry, turn the
1: wheel, mm-hmm. and the corn would come mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. the backside yeah. so you could grind it into cornmeal. Or
0: yeah. So anyway, so I've got a little three-bottom plow here. I've got a wooden or a wooden uh, wheel Grain drill over there that's got real nice Kentucky lettering on the back, a little three-bottom plow. I've got road plows. In the early days, with them old pole graders, you had to have road plows to go out and work up a little material because them plows didn't, them graders didn't have no down pressure. So you had to have road plows. And I've got a wooden beam road plow and a metal beam road plow. And see, they're different than agricultural plows. They're more heavy-duty. Okay. For a gnarly environment,
1: and they've got and and they're walk behind. Walk behind. So yeah. you had a
0: horse pulling. Or... Yeah. Well, so we can look at. Uh, I've got about thirty-five steel-wheel tractors. They're just and all of them are in running condition, except the first one up there. The first tractor we come to up there, there's only two of them left in existence, and it's the only tractor that I haven't ran. And, what, and what kind of a tractor is it? It's a 1915 model 1023 wheel case, and we can look at it if we don't run out of time here on the way back out of here. Okay. But we're into the tractors. I got real early Farmall regulars and I got an F-20 here. I got some, uh, a couple D. John Deers out of the Canadian sponsored Ag Museum at West Haskin. Uh, I've got a 1917 1020 Titan. I got a F-30 duckbill, first year production of, of the F-30s. These
1: like, tractors are all restored, all painted. And they all uh, run. And they all run. Uh, and these are just some of these tractors the configurations on them are just really really interesting i don't even know like the titan over here yeah. is just such an interesting looking tractor it's with not the, the big flywheels and the and the pull belt
0: pulleys it's and, not the oldest tractor that they got it but it's the crudest it's the crudest yeah so it's got an oiler on it and it's got a an air washer on it where you fill it with water and it's a speed changer and it's two cylinder horizontal I got a 1530 McCormick Deering, early model, uh, uh, 1728 Twin City. This
1: International's a really interesting-looking
0: tractor, too. This is an uh, uh, 816-1917, I think, without looking here. And this one ran on kerosene? Yeah, well, most of my tractors did run on kerosene. Yeah, it's a 1919. Okay. Yeah. Most of these tractors have got dual tanks on them, so you can run them on start them on gas switch them over to kerosene i got a 1836 Hart par uh uh 1527 1920 cross motor case another tractor come out of the canadian-sponsored ag museum at west taskin
1: this is an interesting looking tractor too it's really long
0: yeah i've replaced all the tin work on this tractor here another D. John Deere come out of the canadian-sponsored ag museum at west taskin i got a english fortune and a detroit fortune uh then we start moving into my trucks and my water wagons and uh fuel fuel tanks um what year is this international water truck uh it's in 1918 and it's got the hard rubber wheels yeah hard, hard rubber it's a model f 1918 model f shovel nose international it come out of oklahoma a very a f- interesting looking truck I try to get the wooden steering wheels and the horns and the lanterns and taillights and the license plates back on my trucks. It's got a nice oval fuel tank on it. I, we start into my horse-drawn equipment. I got potato planters, potato diggers, plows, uh, water wagons. Um, I got a 1918 uh, uh, Mack truck. change Chain-driven. Wow, um, I've got some uh, Gilpin, three Gilpin plows, uh, lots of cast, a few cast iron seats, some more horse a bunch of wood pulleys, yeah, uh, cross motor Minneapolis type A. That's hard to find. This is interesting looking too. Yeah. So 1919 GMC, another wooden spoke, uh, wooden box grain drill uh i collect tools steam pressure gauges steam whistles <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: yeah we got steam whistles and pressure gauges that are these ones here are huge they're uh, uh what yeah. probably
0: 18 inch these diameter ones, or so yeah. and a big a big uh, steam whistle come off of a uh steam powered ship okay uh, i'll no. bet
1: it makes some noise you hook yeah. those up and, and blow air them t- every t- once in a while well, just for the fun a, of it It'd
0: take a, a huge air compressor run that sucker
1: well how about that one right there he's got a bellows in here that stands six
0: foot tall uh-huh. So anyway <laughs> and it's 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 pretty good shape it is got the graphics on them you got a doorknob Do- collection to come out of victorian houses in upstate new york i got 435 wrenches that are I bought out of a 52-year collection that all been researched and tagged, so we know what they are. Just and, a lot yeah. of neat old wrenches. Yeah, I've got a. There's a, there is a
1: lot. There's so much stuff in here; it's just unbelievable. Drill old drill and,
0: press. Yeah. Uh, now, was that hand crank? Yeah, hand crank. Wow. Leonard off a of line, line, shaft. Line shaft. Uh, I've got uh, three 300-pound anvils. Uh, some more agricultural plows. Sail and Sample Seed Cleaner, stationary, upright boilers. Um, a that's blower. an old
1: blacksmith blower. Blower. Yeah, for yeah. the old
0: forge. And this
1: one here has got a long handle on it and, and you
0: pull the handle up and down. This is the last tractor that I've been working on, 1630, uh, 1916. And there's only supposed to be nine of these left on the North American continent. And I would think that that's probably a pretty accurate number. That's a
1: neat-looking old tractor,
0: too. Uh, weighs eight thousand pounds. Wow! I got, the, I got the serial number tag for it here, on the front. Here's the engine and uh, the eleven feet Detroit Oiler that I thought I was never going to find, but I found uh, found it. Justin Click, uh, uh, that uh, restores tractors for the rich and famous, helped me find this. Back, they have their main offices around Champaign, Illinois, to get the parts that were gone off of it. It's amazing you can find parts for for these old pieces. I got a, a chuck wagon here, I got two freestanding coffee mills that got 33 inch diameter flywheels on them. And those are really big coffee grinders. I uh, got a beat lifter, another wooden washing machine. Get, this here is a 19, or 1893 uh, steam engine and this is the oldest steam engine that I got and it's a uh, you have to pull it around with horses, no gearing to the rear wheels. No.
1: And and so it was set up again to, to run the yeah, harvesters. and. and...
0: Yeah. I wow. collect, uh, there's 1,100 cast iron seats out there, and I'm a member of the Cast Iron Seat Collector's Association, and so I've got about 92 or 93 cast iron seats. Wow. And some more one-horse horse, horse moors, um, pot belly stoves, a little... Uh, milked a a little goat cart to haul milk uh, in the early days, haul milk out in this, uh, and then bottles, and it's even got the little reflector on it, um, uh, big old hose reel. Hose reel come out of upstate New York, a four person hose reel, a doctor's buggy, uh, a, a truck here is a little giant made by Chicago Pneumatic Tool Company that I did a full restoration on it's 1918. Wow. Yeah, and I got some original wagons here, grain wagons that come out of Spokane and Portland, Oregon. Another steam, a stationary steam engine. Um, this is just unbelievable. You, you so, have a nice, nice collection Horse plows. Here. Uh, got a left-handed uh, walking plow. Uh, hard rubber tire, John Deere uh, mower. Some more uh, short cutter bar. Horse mowers, corn stock. Cutters, metal busters, uh, lots of things on the walls for the gals to look at. Um, gals really like them lithographs. Look at the co- look at the colors of all the lithographs that were made before 1900. They're the center folds, and I take them out and laminate them up to keep the dirt and the moisture off. From there. the old magazines. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, and so and I kept cast iron drill ends. Anything that's got cast on it, that's got to writing on it, I usually. Uh, it. Uh, I paint my tractors all the original colors as near as I can get and so uh and you get all the original stickers and I mean yeah. these things have all the morning
1: stickers on them and yeah. all the yeah. the, the everything business. it's yeah. it's all completely
0: decked out this yeah. is just phenomenal yeah so anyway and there's so much
1: to see. I mean, yeah. I, I think you could walk through here another seven or eight times and yeah. still be seeing
0: things. Okay, now what is that? A butter churn? Yeah, rock, rocking butter churn. I bought it for the lithograph. Look at the lithograph. It's it's an Emerson Brodingham, uh kangaroo. kangaroo jiffy. Yeah, and that's something that lithograph on there. Yeah, and this and this and this.
1: It 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 has uh, cams on it, yeah. and so it just rolls yeah. on around with the cams and yeah. shakes your milk and yeah. or your cream until the butter yeah. happens. Yeah. This is a really interesting looking machine. It almost looks like a grasshopper hopping. Yeah, yeah.
0: another one of my mantelpieces pieces that I make. I sell them here at the Sunrise Iron and down at the Oregon Trail Interpretive Center on Flagstaff Hill out of Baker, up okay, at the BLM place, right? Uh, yeah, I've got a binder. I got a real early john deere up there i got a spoke flywheel john deere and i i I might as well say it once there's stuff in this collection that i don't deserve to own but it's here and i'm providing it as good a home as i can possibly provide for it but i'm not 501c3 so any donations have get brass tags or give the family credit for donating this stuff because i never have claimed to have ever done it by myself well and that's
1: this is phenomenal, and and I guess you're building another building. I heard.
0: Uh, I was I was going to, but the COVID virus uh, messed up on my contractor's friend's life this winter and summer and fall. So hopefully in 2021 I can put a 40 by 140 or 160 foot addition on here, if I can afford it, to get the rest of my collection rounded up. I've got. Uh, this is just a 40 or 50% of my stuff. I've got I've got buildings in other parts of Willow County that you can't even walk the aisles, and there's no motorized equipment there. It's all horse-drawn stuff that that I've just restored and don't have room for, and uh, it's just full. So the good Lord has blessed me with a lot of stuff. it must have
1: blessed you with a lot of time because i can't even imagine the amount of time that you've got buco hours in in this stuff i mean this is just phenomenal
0: well yeah when i got this stuff it was it was worse than basket cases you think what are you going to do now well you got to just tackle one problem at a time and and find all the little things and clean it and do the mechanic work and get them to run and make it look presentable and then do the research to find out what colors and get the decals back on them and all them little things and make it look complete
1: and if somebody's wanting to come here and take a look at your collection, we're winding down, we've, we've taken your 30 minutes, we might end up with another two or three if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that would be just fine, because <laughs> this is a part of my life, you can see I'm dead serious. Oh, you are dead serious, This is this is just unbelievably cool but if somebody is wanting to see this are you open at regular hours or do oh, they need to yeah, call all, it?
0: all they do to, need to do is just rattle my cage and i'll show up because it's important in my life okay Let's and what's the best me.
1: way to? Uh, and what's your phone number do you uh-huh. mind
0: handing that out or yeah, area code 501-263-0755 and, and, I, they, and i can come here and we can and i'll learn something because i didn't grow up with this stuff and the more i know about something the more interesting it gets
1: well, that's yeah, and and the knowledge that you have to have acquired just—I mean—working these things piece by piece, piece has up. to has to give you unbelievable amounts of knowledge. And do you machine?
0: Do you machine
1: parts for these things also? Oh, no, or? I
0: hire. I got a fifty-year retiree out of Boeing that machines my parts for me, but he's he's kind of passed away, so I'm kind of hunting for a real machinist. But I got a couple in the wings that helps to make the you know the impossible right ten, ten places beyond the decimal point type of projects. You know, well
1: that's just the yeah the support team you've yeah, got the support team is, is yeah. so important to some of this stuff
0: some of these pieces around here that I've got brass tags on them that give people credit for helping me to restore this because I d i haven't re, i haven't done that by myself either I've had a lot of help over the years.
1: Oh, this is just an unbelievable collection and, and I just <laughs> I stopped off at the chamber or the information booth there in Joseph, Joseph. Oregon yeah. and she says well you need to get a hold of Earl and what I'm going, that? okay, what's it
0: yeah. she handed me your little card. Usually what happens is you go out to some of these places and, and anybody with a dollar or two can go and buy that piece, can't they? And that, then it separates from the men from the boys. What happens after you part with your hard earned money and you roll it off your truck and you let the weeds grow up around it, but it separates from the men, from the boys, because this is ugly work, and uh-huh. it's expensive work, and you teach your patience. if oh. you're in a little bit of a hurry. Everything you touch on these antiques that day, you've, you've ruined it, you've broke it. So, so I've just taken it to a whole nother level. I went to a lot of places. Oh, yeah, they bought a whole bunch of stuff, and they rolled it off, and weeds grew up around it, and it's continued to deteriorate. So it tests your intestinal fortitude to take this process through and get them to run. Oh But I'm... I didn't. That doesn't mean that I uh, fixed everything to new specs. I just spent enough money to to make them run, because my pockets are not too deep, and this is a little expensive hobby. It's kind of like uh, jerking me around here a little bit. Well,
1: and, and and this museum is by donation.
0: Yeah, by donation. But I never turn anybody away that don't have the money, because I lose because then I I missed a contact, I missed an association, and I missed giving them a card. So they can go home and they can help me find some more stuff because I've been every place that I know where there might be anything at. And so I need help from from people. And I've, I, I, I canceled my 26th annual show here at Sunrise Iron because of COVID. But I still had a show. I says, well, if you show up here, I'm not going to turn you away. We'll still have some fun. So and that's, that's how I get leads and phone numbers to where this stuff is at because this is one big earth. Oh, yes. I can't find it all. Yeah.
1: So, yep, I, I love your attitude. I love, I love what you've done. This is just phenomenal, and I encourage people. I've been encouraging people because I've always loved Joseph myself. This, it's this a, is a, a this beautiful is area. It really is.
0: Oh yeah, totally to the, and the seven devils over there that you can see from my doorstep here
1: and you know you've got lakes around mm-hmm. here it's just like it, 62 of them yeah it's just a it's a recreational mountains. paradise is what it's it is heaven and heaven and earth. i thought it was heaven when i was when i was living in portland and coming out here yes. hunting when mm-hmm. i was in high school
0: out of flora
1: out of in flora, flora. Yep. yeah and and you know i just it's always been kind of a dear place in my heart yeah but i would encourage anybody to come up this direction if you're driving across interstate 80 Take off from La Grande, come north for the hour and a half. It's well worth your time. Give Earl a call, yes. and if so, you've got deep pockets somehow or another, and you're looking for a place to maybe help a guy out with with some projects, Earl is a doer. Yes. I can see from from standing in here that Earl has done, yes. and uh, he I mean, gets things accomplished. Because I don't, I, I can't imagine accomplishing this in a
0: lifetime. Yeah. Well, I've did it since '83. But I'm kind that, of. That's working. still, and, and
1: granted, you're a little bit older than me, but but it is still a lifetime of work.
0: Pretty much. And you're still farming, too. The no. reason we're on this tight schedule is because you're still farming. Still pretending to, anyhow. If people say, you ever get this farming thing figured out? And I say, it's getting complicated, It's like everything else in this world.
1: So, yeah, yeah I, I can imagine you're
0: just
1: probably one of the busiest men on
0: earth. <laughs> people come by here and they say, when do you sleep and eat? Sometimes I wonder. When I when I do these other things, and so if we want to, we can go over to my shop and we can look at some of my some of my other steampunks and some of my current projects are working on. This just right across this creek here, if you well, want. Well,
1: we we can sure do that, Earl. If you've yeah. got the time, to, I've got, if the you've time. got the
0: time. You got yeah. Uh, this is this is part of my life, as you can see. So why don't we talk about this tractor here a little bit? Okay. I, I'll I'll emphasize it that I do not, categorically do not deserved to own this thing, but the good Lord just wanted me to have it, and so it's a 1915 model 1020 three-wheel case, and it was completely disassembled. I had to have a Boeing engineer help me make parts for it, and I give pe- people, there's a there's a brass tag back here that's, that's going to be uh, it's almost permanently attached for the people that helped me put the thing together. I'm not going to paint it. For, for reasons, and I'm not going to run it because, but it's in running condition, but I'm not going to start it just because if anything goes wrong, sometimes a Boeing machinist can't even fix you. So it's just in running condition in its working clothes, and that's the way I'm going to leave it, because there's only two of these left in existence, to my knowledge, that wow. I've
1: seen. Wow. And, and this one ran on de- uh, kerosene? Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Or gas. Or gas. And I had to put it all together.
1: It's a really interesting looking machine in that you've got a great big flywheel. No, that's a
0: drive wheel. That's a drive wheel.
1: Oh, so it's got the three wheels in the back. Yeah. Not, not, okay, I was counting two wheels and a single in the front, but this has a third wheel in the back that's the actual drive wheel. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a... Uh, bicycle
0: with uh, training wheels. There you go. That's a good description. Of and, and these outer wheels don't drive? Well, this in here, well, if you go in a straight line and you could move this dog in and out, see there? Oh, okay. And then when you come to a corner, you got to disengage it because there's a uh, dr- head you in a straight line by moving this lever here. And then? That, that would engage them dogs there. Okay. Now, yeah, this is really,
1: really interesting. Well, and you see,
0: you, people think that arrow's up there for decoration. No, it isn't, because, see, you're not even sitting on the center line of your wheel. Right. I can see you going by a building or a post and skinning your knuckles off over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you're sitting completely off to the side. Right. Yeah, so anyway. Wow. Yeah, and see, see, it's got an aluminum block engine in it, and it, this is a 1914 or 13 in a car engine that the engineers put in their first tractors. Okay. And see, it's, it's aluminum block. Huh. Yeah. Wow, well, this is one just my, a really... One, another one of my mantel pieces that, I'm, that I authorized built. Uh, so now we can kind of go over here to my shop. I might as well give you guys a card while I'm here. I'm, I give people cards so they can help me find stuff okay yeah
1: and and i see your donation box there so i'm but gonna you
0: know you know better than that you don't have to donate anything to sunrise Island, i i but,
1: know but 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 i um, will
0: say one thing there's no admin fees here whatever goes in that box there's a hundred percent one hundred and one percent of that goes into my next project
1: well yeah. i just gave you a, a couple of pesos there for your next project yeah. well, that's but, very thoughtful of you guys. Uh, and i and i appreciate you taking the time this morning too uh-huh yeah. But, yeah, so with can, what you're doing, I can't hardly walk out of here without, yeah, well, without dropping
0: a little bit there in the donation box. Well, and that's muchly appreciated. So, anyway, well, yeah, so you got the full uh, uh, Willow Mountains here. You got the, where the, the gondola goes up there at the lake. And then you got Chief Joseph Mountain. And then this is the most famous one. This is Ruby Peak. And if it wasn't so smoky today, you could see the seven devils. Well, there, and I right. was and I was
1: wanting to take the the tram, tram ride, tram. but uh, it was so smoky, smoky yesterday. I thought once I get up there, I'm not going to see anything anyway. Yeah. So we took the ride down the canyon to Mnaha, Uh huh. And that's a beautiful ride too.
0: Yeah, especially in the spring when the flowers are all in bloom. Yeah. So we're going over here to look at my shop where I do the restorations. And when you get into my shop, well, you'll find out that I've outgrown it, too. <laughs> yeah. So I have to work out of somebody else's shop. Anyway, these are just projects oh, wow. that are, that are in, in the process of getting restored. You've got an old Republic This is the farm old, truck? Yeah, this is the oldest truck I got. It come out of Whitebird, south of Grangeville, 1912 Republic. And I have did a full restoration on it. I don't have it running yet, but I'm not going to have to paint it because it's got a whole bunch of nice yellow paint on it. And it's hard rubber, wooden spoke wheels. And I got the lanterns and the wooden steering wheel and the license plates and the horns and all them kinds of things. Well, I know why
1: you're not going to move it. Yeah.
0: This is your workbench for all of your steampunks.
1: Yeah. yeah. and, and, And when we're talking steampunk, he's got lamps and, and different things that he's making with old pressure gauges mm-hmm. and steam whistles and valves and all of that kind of stuff all plumbed together with yeah. black pipe and painted up and they're just, yeah. these are just
0: really, really cool. This, this is some of the brass that I've collected over the last 40 years. So I've, I've made, I think I've made 22 or 23 steampunks here in the last six weeks. Oh, wow. Wow. You know? On top of doing your other work. And on top of trying to make a living. just fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, and these are really cool. And we will probably have some uh, pictures of these on my Facebook page. Uh-huh. Where am I to go yeah. uh, on Facebook? Yeah. And we'll have I, some pictures for people to take a look
0: at. I've got two over there that I'm, I'm fiddling with them to make them easy on the eye. i got one leaned up against uh, my bolt bin and another one in the vise. And then i got a nice cute one here for you gals that I'm in that the design process. Oh man, that's all
1: out of what, eighth inch pipe? <SSSSSSSE> eighth inch Nh幾, pipe. Eight inch
0: pipe? And there's a million combinations here. And so you just kind of uh, fiddle around with them and then then you only take a, a, a part, this one section at a time because you can't get them back exactly because there's a million combinations <laughs> here. With my, with my three brain cells, i mixed up with, take it apart and say, paint it, and then how did this go back together to make it look like this? You need to take a picture of a smartphone, and I still can't get it together, right? So anyway, so... Then
1: you've got more seats on your wall in here. You've got one, two,
0: three... Yeah, there's... Did I, three I mean, tractors plus yeah. the truck plus two planters. Yeah, so anyway, well, and I I'm, am and I'm started into the sewing machines for these gals to look at. I just started getting sewing machines here a couple months ago, and I've got uh, some pretty nice ones. This and here is a really nice one. Yeah, this is. This big. is this one here. This is a
1: new royal yeah, treadle is,
0: sewing machine. I've got a new thing going on with the Willow County Museum. They're going to start give, putting on permanent loans some of their stuff that they don't have room for. But you know, I've got the same problem they do.
1: She I'm kind of mentioned that yesterday. Yeah, if you right. wondered where yeah. I heard that you were building a new exactly. shop, we were talking to Jude yesterday. Jude, yeah, did, Jude. Jude, Jude. <laughs> She's the one
0: responsible for me getting this and this. Jude. Yeah, old Jude. Now, now you talk about a workaholic. She'll she'll put you under the table working.
1: Oh, she, woman, she she was she, was she was a lot of fun to do the yeah, the Jude, museum Jude, there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So these are on permanent loan from, from Jude. Okay.
1: Yeah. It, permanent lo- permanent loan and Earl will fix.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't look like this when I got them, of course. Yeah, oh. But I that doesn't mean that I've got this restoration thing all always, always figured out either. Right. And there's always something to master. Yeah,
1: so. And then this this one here is a uh, new ex- home.
0: Yeah, this is actually my my late wife's. Okay. And I, I didn't realize it was so nice until I went and got it here a couple weeks ago and, and did a uh, kind of a, a real light restoration of it.
1: And this one here, is this treadle? Uh, it's treadle. Okay, yeah. but the sewing machine, we're, we're looking at a box that's yeah. maybe two foot by two yeah. foot square. Yeah. And then uh, the machine folds a- down inside the table. Yeah. Has yeah. the working uh, table that mm-hmm. folds over the top of that, mm-hmm. and so this whole thing would sit. Uh, in a corner or something real easily, and then you could fold it out when you had a sewing project to do.
0: And look at the, look at the graphics on that.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. I, you know, it's amazing what they did. The old sewing machines are really, really gorgeous as yeah. far as the painting and the, the uh, lettering on them and everything else. They're just yeah. works of art. But yeah. so much of the old stuff was works of art.
0: Yeah, they was really proud of their workmanship. And when labor, labor didn't cost them 50 bucks an hour they could put a lot of craftsmanship and pinstriping and... You have a... Yeah, 1918 fortune on a track frame and I found it in the weeds, in the tumbleweeds of Pasco and it was all disassembled and it's a 1918 by serial number on a track frame, at, called a traction. Now, it's and just the, a the, this, modification of a, of a Fortune wheel tractor.
1: But it has tracks and not, yeah. it, it's probably the earliest track vehicle I have ever seen.
0: Yeah, it's the earliest one that I've ever seen, but there's probably some that earlier that I'm not aware of. And then yeah. you've also got a little tracked walk-behind tractor. Yeah, yeah, made by R.M. Wade and Company in Portland, Oregon. It's got a little one-cylinder motor on it, and it's on tracks. A little garden cultivator tripe tractor. Yeah, and so, anyway, I just try to keep my shop presentable because it gets me up to 10,000 square foot of display area. Right.
1: Yeah, and so, <coughs> anyway... Well, I sure appreciate your time, Earl. I know you're on a schedule you need well, to get we've got going. some
0: time because I've just got my marching orders, so we can visit with you a little more here and see okay, yeah, you know, see if well, there's some other things of some interest here. like I say, I was anticipating getting an addition built on there this time when I put an addition on there, I made that west wall so you can just take this, the tin off of it and my door and move it down to the next increment there. You can kind of see right there on the tin where i where i added on and i was hoping to get that done this summer but it's not going to happen so it would be really good if i could get all my stuff that the good lord has blessed me with out here to this location and so that's that's what i need to try to do but that's going to be an expensive proposition it's going to cost me probably maybe seventy-five thousand dollars to put on an addition onto that building
1: and that's kind, of, that's kind of inexpensive for adding on a 40 by another 125 Yeah, it could, it could be because uh, it's
0: pole barn. It's yeah. not steel. Yeah, and you had dirt floor, so you yeah, don't have a lot floor. of concrete, concrete work. Dirt. But yeah, no, no electricity over there, but I got nice light panels over there, so you don't think that you're in some old dark, dirty barn someplace. No,
1: I do, you were able to see in there very, very well. Yeah. So.
0: so anyway, yeah, so I'm continuing to look for stuff, and I just encourage people to go home and try to dig some stuff out for me and give names and phone numbers and I'm really diplomatic with people if I see that there's sentimental value I leave them alone but you know there's a real fine line there between showing too much interest in stuff and and uh, and yeah I've bugged them a little bit too much and then not showing enough interest and the family decides to change their mind and and sell it or give it away why then uh, they say well Earl you didn't show enough interest we kind of forgot about you so there's a real fine line there on how much interest you show showing something,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. The the, the point of offend and, and offend, yeah, and still
0: yeah. still show the interest, interest. yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, so uh, yeah, I, I mentioned that I graduated from uh, Western State College in Gunnison, Colorado, with a degree in economics and uh, another degree in business administration, and it was during the Vietnam War, and that's a pretty good incentive to get in the books and and apply yourself, and, and I use a lot of my school uh, applications in the farming industry, because you know? it's getting complicated, and it's uh, it's kind of money-hungry. You know, yeah. Farming is an expensive industry.
1: Yeah. they got a really nice museum in Gunnison. I don't know if you've been back down there in the I last several been, I years. I haven't but,
0: been there in 50 years. Okay, well, I, I was
1: through there maybe five years ago, four years yeah. ago, and a yeah. and, uh, beautiful museum there. They've got yeah. lots of cars and a telephone museum. I see. So, so that's at some something. point in time, I yeah. want to get back down there and yeah. do one of the podcasts there. Yeah. yeah.
0: They've got the, they did have the biggest uh, letter in the world there, the big W up on the hill, and that stands for Western State it's a university now at okay. Gunnison. Yeah, I, I spent four years there, and that's beautiful country. Yeah, it is by the Blue Mesa Reservoir and, and the um, Crested Butte ski area, Black Canyon Tengen of the Gunnison. Gunnison. Yeah, that, that
1: that was a pretty interesting yeah. place. Like yeah. I said, that's a that's an area of the country yeah. I want to get back exactly. down to. Yeah,
0: well you'll you'll be back to Gunnison Western State College before I am. So, <laughs> yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. But uh, they put a lot of money in Western State College. There's a lot of people that have been successful in the business world and donate a lot of a lot of money back to my alma mater well that's good yeah Yep.
1: well you live in a beautiful beautiful part of the country yeah well that's
0: that's the reason we end up here we i was born in steamboat springs and that's right at the base of the continental divide and we went on a when ltv aerospace corporation bought the ski area in 1969 there's a there was a it was a place kind of like all the slope, right up to the continental divi- base of the continental divide there in steamboat, and one day it wasn't there and the next day it was and dad says it's time to move. Well you can imagine what a 13-story building looks like in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. The climate's changed when Dad seen that. He says it's time to move and we took off on a two-month ordeal. And we on way back home, we just happened to get off the interstate and come up through Enterprise. We got in here at six o'clock one evening and we looked at these mountains. And it reminded us of home. So by the next day, we had a 120-acre a or 200-acre place bought because the good Lord just blessed and reminded us of home. But you can you can actually raise something here at Steamboat. People say, what would you raise at Steamboat? And I says, a good crop of snow. Right. Because of the elevation. We raise yeah. cows and one cutting of hay. But at 4,000 foot, why, we can raise green crops here and alfalfa crops and Timothy and... Wheat and barley and alfalfa, mustard and canola and them kinds of things. Well, they got a pretty nice
1: nice ski resort there at Steamboat now.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that was Ski Town, USA when I was in high school. They trained more Olympic skiers there than any place else. That's probably not true today, but I haven't been back there in 50 years. Yeah the Okay, well, thank you for your time, Johnny. You know, the world
1: is go? full of wonder. For People I need to get out and explore. They do. Get outside the box. And I hope everybody listening has an absolutely wonder-filled day.